Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Dolly told them he was her brother in what I like to call the Isle of Wight excuse. <laughs> Could I have the bottle opener? Okay. I mean, I'd be a sex slave, but I'd get so much done. Yeah. <laughs> Go double top it. Dolly. Can you please write a song called Tarpet? <laughs> and there was a tarpet. <laughs> and after selling out their first show, the drunk women are back live at the Pleasant Theatre on the 6th of December 2018 with special guests Susan. Ruffle and backed by popular demand, London Hughes. So get your tickets whilst you can. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by our incredible guest, the musician, author, front woman of Sleeper, it's Louise Wenner. <laughs> 
Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for being here, Louise. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we are also joined, uh, by the way, by uh, some beers from Belfield Brewery, which are a Scottish beer who are also gluten-free. Mm. Aren't they? Is, and they taste genuinely brilliant. Well, everything good else, news. Yeah, everything else gluten-free I've ever had tastes like terrible gluten-free bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have one reference. <laughs> That's yeah, the I would only not. gluten thing you would think of. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between yeah. this and a glutinous beer. Oh, is that the word for No, it's not. It oh. is now. <laughs> um, so, well, I think we should crack straight mm. on with some crime. Now, Louise, yeah. have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, I was trying to think. I thought, no, I hadn't. But then when I thought about it, there was actually quite, there was lots. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most audacious crime, which is when I was at um, university years ago, and we got broken into in burgles. <gasps> We had the door open and the burglars just wandered in while we were all sort of in the living oh, room oh, watching no. TV and just cleaned us out and went around all the rooms, all <gasps> no our bedrooms and way. took our rent money and, you know, it's kind of, we had to hide from the landlord for about a month after that. Oh my God. But maybe we were sort of in there sort of watching Neighbours or something. I was like, what were you watching? Yeah. <laughs> it was something very important so and very involving. Oh, that's, that's really Gender creepy. Cleaned us out and went. Whoa. Yeah. So that's wherever they were, I still think of you. Yeah, well, one of the questions we ask our guests is what would you say to the perpetrator of the crime now if you could, you know, if they were in front of you right now, what would you say to them? I, I say I would have watched less neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably deserved it. They may have been. <laughs> Maybe there was a bong involved or something. I don't know. I, do, I, I don't know. Ask. I'm not saying anything. I didn't want to ask, it's but I felt... Yeah. I was assuming yeah. students, neighbours. <laughs> How long was it before you realised any of your stuff was missing? A very long yeah. time. <laughs> I'm yeah, they're not sure <laughs> what's gone. It's the third year. Yeah. Like, Do we, we all have computers? <laughs> there were times in college that they could have been in full view and that still could have happened. I would have been like, that must be somebody's friend that we never met. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I get how that oh. happened. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> My favorite one was when I was in halls at uni is we all went out as like cops and robbers, like just for a night and we all got dressed oh. up. And then we got home and we were all in the like the kitchen area. And a, um, a, yeah, a policeman knocked on our door, two policemen, <laughs> and they came in and they said that somebody had their phone stolen matching our description and we were all dressed as what? robbers. We <laughs> 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 had a bag that said swag on it. Oh, <laughs> we were like, well, it wasn't us. <laughs> because it was a themed night. Um, yeah. So obviously some like Everybody upstart... Everybody was dressed like you. Yeah, and wow. somebody who's an actual robber thought, oh, hello, <laughs> I could get away with this. Wow. Was it investigated? No. no, that's the thing. They're like, oh, you like, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your door was open. Yeah. We're not going to look into <laughs> it. Yeah, actually, that does void a lot of insurance. Um, <clears throat> having your door open, probably. But... <laughs> <laughs> and university students are well known for their insurance policies. Yes. Their robust yes. insurance policies. We very well covered in yeah. every way. So I bought a TV license when I was at uni because I was like, moron. Oh, oh that's no. adorable. It is. It's so sweet. Um, well, what do you think? Do you think, should we get on to some, uh, some true crime? Indeed, yes, please. Okay, so today's true crime comes from the 1920s. It includes a love triangle, a murder, and a secret lover kept in an attic for <gasps> over a decade. Is this Jane Eyre? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's very close. <laughs> Strap in. Ooh. So... Walburger Osterreich, better known as Dolly, was a housewife in her late 20s. You want to be known as Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with Dolly. 
So she was married uh, to Fred Osterreich, who was the owner of an apron factory. Mm-hmm. That's a very old-fashioned job, isn't it? It's very suspicious. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Okay. Um, Fred was very successful, but he was a heavy drinker and worked long hours and didn't mm. give Dolly much attention. Uh-oh. So Dolly took matters into her own hands. Ooh. Now, what happens next to begin this story literally plays out like a 1920s porno. This is like literally <laughs> so one warm autumn day in 1913, Dolly found that her sewing machine wasn't working. <laughs> waka waka music coming in. She called Fred to vent her frustration and he promised to send over a repairman. This is a 90s, 20s washing machine. Yeah, it yeah. is literally. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent. It's the equivalent. Um, and the young man that but showed up. But did you say it was 1913? Yes, but like, I just thought the 20s. I was, was promised the, the 20s. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm out. Do you know what? This goes on for so long <laughs> okay. that it goes into the 20s. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> um, so pedantic the... bastard on the force. We got to get rid of her. <laughs> the young man that showed up to fix it was 17 year old Otto Sanhuber. Ooh, oh, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wait, we're in Germany, right? No, well, I'm. Oh, we haven't guessed so yet. So when Otto arrived, uh, he was met by the alluring Dolly wearing only a robe and stockings. <laughs> <laughs> so from this information I've given you, where do you think this happened? On Instagram, no. <laughs> I mean, it could be anywhere where people yeah. named Wahlberger live. It sounds very German. I'm going to go with Austria. Yeah, I'm going to go Germany. Germany. I do you know what I gave you a little bit of a, a false kind of thing there because <gasps> actually oh, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in America too. It was yes. your oh. ooh, ooh. Can, so can I have a second Go guess? On. I'm gonna say Brooklyn. Are they in Brooklyn? <gasps> no, if no. anybody knows um, I'm not in Brooklyn. Pennsylvania? I mean there were loads of uh fuck it. If anybody uh, knows Hansen's early album, they'll know that there was a song on it called The Man From Milwaukee. Yes! It's actually slightly embarrassing that that I got that. Immediately, Milwaukee. (laughs) Oh, it's more embarrassing that I didn't get it. I should have thought of the Midwestern German influence. Fuck my education. (laughs) (laughs) It was in Milwaukee. Um, So at first, Dolly and Otto conducted their affair. Your clue was Hanson. (laughs) (laughs) So Dolly and Otto conducted their affair in the usual way uh, by meeting in hotel rooms and at Fred's, uh, not Fred, no, at Otto's boarding house. Uh, That's her husband. Uh, But after a while, meeting outside the house became a bit of a faff uh, and the two began having sex in the Osterreich's marital bed. Mm -hmm. Soon though, nosy neighbours began asking about the man that was coming and going. Well, you would. What excuse? Twenty, sorry. No, exactly. But what excuse do you think Dolly gave to who this man was? Mending the sewing machine. <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> again, again. <laughs> Fixing her aprons. <laughs> uh, Dolly told them he was her brother in what I like to call oh. the Isle of Wight excuse. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, her exact words were that he was her vagabond half brother. Because that would make it okay. (gasps) You're fucking half brother, right? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, she just made it more sexy. So after realising they were drawing attention to themselves, Dolly had the brainwave that Otto should take up residence in the attic of the house and she set up a bed and desk for him. Uh, That way, he'd never be spotted coming or going. Otto quit his job at the factory and having virtually no family 
began to spend all his time not spent with Dolly in the attic. Oh my gosh. Wow. Now, I forgot on. about the attic bit. So yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, right. I, well, but, you know, obviously at this point he was a willing party. He was like, yeah, okay, it's free, yeah. free bed and board. It's not just a bed, there's a desk. <laughs> I can write. I get to have oh. sex sometimes. <laughs> sure. Well, this is the next question is bearing in mind what all of our jobs are. What, if you were locked in an attic for most hours of the day, what would you get up to? What would you end up doing? Well, I think I just said, I can write. Yes. <laughs> oh. So he started writing. I love that. It's like people are just like, I just don't, don't have time to write. I, just, <laughs> I wish somebody would love me in an attic. finally become an author. Is that the way to do it? <laughs> I mean, like all of, all of us so right I'm... now are thinking, well, that would be okay. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I'd be a sex slave, but I'd get so much done. Yeah. <laughs> No that, responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to cook. Sounds amazing. <laughs> right now, like there's no kids involved. It's just like sex on demand, and then you write, "Oh, I want to be Otto." We all went in on Otto. <laughs> so he no, worked. No. I mean, hold fire. He worked <laughs> on <laughs> writing darker. pulp fiction stories that he hoped to have published. Nice. And the Los Angeles Times reported, and they've done this is ro- quite romantic the way they've put it. Is um, <laughs> at night he read mysteries by candlelight and wrote stories of adventure and lust by day he made love to dolly osterreich helped her keep the house and made bathtub gin (laughs) they were literally they were so like pro this story the la times (laughs) yeah that's a little romanticized but i think at the time at the first time when he was he was up in the fritzel was a lovely father (laughs) his kids had a playroom is is there is there a prohibition Yes, well, this is the interesting thing. That's is why that, is that why they're making it in the bathtub? That is, it, it was. Well, prohibition, I think, started in the nineteen twenties, yeah. and I think that this was a little bit before. We're still in the teens. We're still in the teens, I believe, at this point. Um, but he was making bathtub gin. So, how long do you think Otto lived in the attic before anybody found out? Seventeen years. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, I don't think that's true. Go I'm for just, it. Seventeen. Putting it out there. Okay, I've missed some key information. <laughs> Where is Fred? Fred is coming and going. He's just the husband he's that works busy at the, the apron but, factory. But does Fred know that his Fred doesn't attic, know. How can you not know? He's well, drunk and a lot. Frank. Okay, I get it. Oh, like, yeah. is he's he being quiet? Do you know what I mean? He's being quiet. Fred doesn't know. Fred's a big drinker. Fred works a lot. He doesn't drink Dolly any attention. So they drug him with gin. It's all about and... their business. It's yeah. not threesomes or anything. It's just. No threesomes, right? Okay. In the okay. Bathtub. Sorry, I just needed to <laughs> get Fred in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fred is just none the wiser. Okay. Have they even asked Fred if he wants a threesome? Because that would just be polite. That's the real crime here. <laughs> yeah. Five years. Oh, um, Louise, well, I realised. Well, because you said it goes into the 20s, so I'm going to say it's decade. I'm going to go decade. Ooh, okay, Ooh. okay. At this stage, it was five years. Taylor oh. Spot on. Spot on. I don't think any of us have ever been spot on before. Yes. Never. Someone yes. check her attic. <laughs> I made up for that Milwaukee gaffe before. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Um, yeah, and exactly. I don't know how drunk Fred was the rest of the time, uh, but you'd think he'd notice. Um, although apparently Fred would sometimes hear bangs um, and sometimes his belongings would go missing <laughs> oh god what belongings went missing so like um, apparently Otto would occasionally just steal his cigars <gasps> was Fred stoned watching Neighbours <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have been he could everything have. comes full circle <laughs> Um, but everything in this story comes to a head when Fred says that he thinks they should sell the house and move to LA. Oh no! 
Yeah. Um, and what? some people, <laughs> I think this is hilarious. Some people. Not um, many addicts in LA. <laughs> um, some people believe it's because he thought the house was haunted. Which, oh, because of the bangs. That's kind of really sad. You know, this like uh, ghost smoking this big cigar. And fucking his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget that. It's, it's rhythmic banging. I don't understand. <laughs> so, what? What do you think Dolly did at this point? And she's being told they're going to move from this house to LA. Well, we know a crime happens, <laughs> but which one does she murder? I mean, you'd think the murder be... doesn't come yet. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, look at happy Anna looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, okay, so she's nice going to try to prevent him from selling the house. Okay. Somehow. Okay. Did she set the house on? No, no. Did Fanny use the property? Oh. She puts a burnt out car at the front drive. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> No, guys, I thought we were going to leap straight to her strangling him with an apron or something. <laughs> no, I, was oh, I don't know. What is I was you? ready for yeah, that. Yeah, God. Guys, um, you that's guys. That's got to be coming. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> you are way more out of order than Dolly because oh. what she did is she just thought, well, let's just, let's all go. So <gasps> she, oh, I'll bring wow. my ghost too. Yeah. <laughs> so she insisted that. Oh, um, Frankie can never escape. The ghost. I know. She was like, buy a house in LA with an attic. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, there's something so evil this about that. This is like that. the best location, location, location ever. <laughs> uh, Christy, can I have a can I have a word? <laughs> Apparently, they were not they were not easy to come by. Um, <laughs> so, I would watch that episode over. <laughs> so, what are your needs? Well, we need that. Why are you Why are you whispering? <laughs> God, I love her. Oh, it. So she's come to me just she doesn't want to discuss it. <laughs> Phil's totally down with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Phil's got his own auto in the attic. Yeah, yep, yep. So yeah, she um We see this a lot with first time buyers. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, Fred found a house uh overlooking Sunset Boulevard. With an attic. With an attic. <gasps> And she sent oh, Otto there fresh. early, so he'd be waiting for her when she arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? So Otto worked as a janitor and lived in an apartment like a normal guy. He waited for Dolly. And when she got there, he moved into the attic. Oh, my God. Wow, he even got a taste oh of, like, God. freedom again and was like, no, no, I'm back to the attic for me. <laughs> I mean, being a janitor is all well and good. I'm but... getting no writing done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and so life continued on in exactly the same way. Uh, with... Fred's still terrified of ghosts. <laughs> Fred is, yeah, he's got a priest up in there. He's got, like, yeah. So how much longer do you think um, Otto was in the LA attic oh before gosh. something else came to a head? Mm. Look, if he, like, had his own place and had a job and still went back, like, now we're into, now we're into your decades, aren't we? Like, this is going to go on. But you were spot on last time, so you know. I feel like you're just yeah, going to cure it up. But Come there's on. a murder, so, like, yeah. when does this end and who ends? Yeah. Jesus. 
17 years. Wow, okay. You went with the, the Katie it. Wilkins. Did you? That was my first. I did not listen. <laughs> <laughs> Your subconscious did. Or I feel like they switch. replaced the gluten with extra alcohol. <laughs> Katie. Would you like a top up? I would love a top up. <laughs> yes, of... more top ups. I'm going to go another five years. Another five years? Five years? Okay. Oh, I've got to say, oh. Louise is very close there. <laughs> Katie, do you have well, something to Well, my original prognosis is that the right word? That's a doctor thing. Well, 17 years. Okay, Dr. Wilkins. Now we've done five. Okay. So in theory, I think there's 12 years left. I'm going to go with 12. Very nice. Well, you're completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Louise uh, is almost spot on because it's four years. So he was in there for four more years until August the 22nd, uh, 1922, when Otto overheard Dolly and Fred fighting from his attic (gasps) burnt. Mm -mm -mm. He burst into the room uh, where they were arguing, brandishing two pistols. <gasps> where did he get pistols from? Where did he get two pistols from? <laughs> yeah. like, literally, it's like <laughs> even a man that lives in a fucking attic in America has two guns. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor, I realise this is your country. I need the two. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Thank you for shopping at Walmart. <laughs> wow. Um, but of course, Fred recognised Otto. Oh, did he? He was the repairman from his factory. Of course he was. All those years ago. Yeah, and he's like, who the fuck is this guy from like nine years ago at my factory in the other state? With two pistols. Oh my goodness. With two pistols in my house. Um, So the two. It's mad, isn't it? It's so great. It's crazy. (laughs) It's so great. It's good drama. It is so great. So the two men struggled and the guns went off. (gasps) No. Who do you think it was? Worst case scenario would be Dolly because they both love her. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That would be the worst person. And that would be the most dramatic result. Louise? I'm going to go Otto. Otto, none of you are right. Oh! Oh, no, that's the next worst one. Poor innocent friend. I know. He kind of feels like, I mean, you know, I don't think he took care of Dolly very well, but it was poor innocent Fred. Could I have the bottle opener? Thank you. Um, so Otto and Dolly panicked. They knew that the neighbours would report the gunshots. So they had about five minutes to come up with a plan. Wow. And it was quite clever. So it <laughs> was, was a wa- it, though? <laughs> <laughs> it was a way of ensuring Dolly couldn't be accused of shooting Fred herself. So bearing in mind they were in a bedroom, does anyone have any ideas as to what they did to ensure Dolly wasn't accused? And I know that sounds really broad, but you're in a bedroom, a man's been shot, you're the first suspect. You are the first suspect. Did she pretend to be asleep? <laughs> How deep a sleeper is this woman? With like really good earplugs. <laughs> really good. Those 1920s earplugs. He was a oh very God. big snorer. This is where the name sleeper came from, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> the story. This is where it comes from. It does now. <laughs> what is a way of ensuring that she can't be accused of shooting her husband? Bearing in mind in the room, there will be some pretty big furniture. And maybe well, back okay, with so the gun under the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one will find it. There. Oh, my brain! My brain is I not know. working. I'm so going, I just, okay, I'm going. Okay. They make sure. it look like a suicide, or they make it look like he attacked her. So maybe Otto punches her <gasps> or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, the wardrobe was right. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> But what it was is it's like she should so, be a career criminal. <laughs> so Miss like, my calling. <laughs> but so I mean I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, my parents had this big old wardrobe and it had a lock on it. 
Oh. Now, 1920s. She locked herself in the... Or who locked her in the cupboard? Otto. Otto. So he locked her in the wardrobe and they staged a robbery. And how can she be accused of shooting her own husband if she was locked in the wardrobe? Very good. Clever to come up with this so fast. I know. Yeah. (laughs) They've been thinking about this in the attic for years. Should this occasion arise, I feel like they've been planning They had an exit strategy the whole time. Well, seriously, it feels like they did. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, locked in the wardrobe from the outside, taking the key and the guns with him to the attic. This way, Dolly would have an alibi. She couldn't have shot her husband whilst locked away. When police arrived, Dolly told them of a burglary where the the robber shot Fred, took his diamond watch, which Otto had upstairs as well, and then locked her in the wardrobe before fleeing. Uh, The police were somewhat wary of the story, uh, but couldn't prove it wasn't true, so they released her. Um, Which is kind of... Yeah, I like that they were like... How did they get her out? Did they have to cut the wardrobe? They didn't have the key. Did they have to like cut her out? I guess so. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I don't know. It wasn't in like. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I guess that's what they had to do. But the thing is, it makes me think, like, how well was he hidden that they didn't look for him? Yes. Yeah. How hard did they search the attic? If it had been Columbo, he would have just been oh, there. Man, he Off would have. You know? And one more thing. <laughs> so, Fred's dead. So now that Dolly was a widow, uh, she moved into a new house and continued with her life. So did, what do you think? Did Otto, her and Otto get together? Ooh. Do they you break know, up? Because it's the thrill of the chase. You wouldn't want somebody on the ground floor if they've been in the attic the whole time. Do you know Ooh. what I mean? Oh, TJ. I think she went up with her vagabond brother. <laughs> I think that's how this ends. Wait, Wait I have a real vagabond yeah. brother. <laughs> well, uh, when Dolly moved, Otto again started living in her attic. Wow. Oh, see, so you're right. She can't get she can't get out of the attic scenario. See, thing. He doesn't have Neither to be in get... there, but he's still in there. And this is when it yeah, I mean this feels just a bit weird, doesn't it? When he's like still like, oh yeah, I'm cool, I'll stay up there. Um but you know sometimes when you get some good news when when, when you're writing and you just like can take on the world and you're like, This is brilliant, I can deal with anything. He did get some uh, stories published. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I like to think he was kind of like he got a story published and she was like, Do you wanna stay in the attic? And he was like, Do you know what? Yes, at the moment, yes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. 
So he got some Pulp Fiction <gasps> so stories wait, so published. Otto killed Fred accidentally, but mm-hmm. kind of he was brandishing pistols. Yeah. And then he got published. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I don't know what came before or after, but I think it was after. And he did under sort the sort of Team Otto, but he's a murderer. But I'm kind of Team Otto. I just it's, feel sorry for him. Writing is hard, you know. So, <laughs> under and he got some stories published under the pen name Walter Klein. Now I couldn't find any of the stories that he'd written. Um, oh. If anyone can find them online, let us know that they weren't called Help. I'm stuck in an attic. (laughs) (laughs) So whilst Otto is still living in the attic, Dolly manages to get herself a new boyfriend. Mm. What? I mean, she's unstoppable. (laughs) I love her. So um, it's a lawyer. I have a basement that you're going to (laughs) love. So it was a lawyer called Herman S. Shapiro. Um, But like Dolly's first husband, Shapiro spent long hours away and due due to his profession. So guess what she did after that? And another one. you damn right she did. Fucking hell. <laughs> Roy Clum. Now, uh, Dolly started using Roy almost immediately and asked him to get rid of something. What do you think it was? His wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. His self-worth. Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Katie. Pistols. Oh, it's pistols. Pistols. Of course, yes. Pistols. She, um... <laughs> She asked him to get rid of the gun she used to kill Fred. Uh, but she said the gun she had resembled the burglar's gun and she didn't want to get into trouble. <gasps> oh my God, is she framing this guy? Oh, I mean, that would be cool, but no, she's not. She oh, just, she, for some reason... That would not be cool, Hannah. No, oh, fuck, yeah, okay. <laughs> it would not be cool, but it's not cool. Um, it's kind of cool, but it's not officially cool. There's a Roy Toster in the Labria pit, tar pits. There were two pistols, though. So one was thrown in the tar pit. And then uh, the other one, she sweet-talked a neighbour into burying the gun in his garden. How do you sweet-talk? <laughs> if you have access to a tar pit, why are you going to separate the What's guns? The like, point? Why would you sweet-talk a neighbour into being a witness <laughs> to your crimes? <laughs> so weird. Just go double tar pit. Yes, <laughs> double yeah. tar <laughs> Double tar I double down with the tar pit. <laughs> Can Dolly. you please write a song called Tarpit? <laughs> I ask you speak. Us. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a tarpit. We got the scoop. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be on the upcoming album. It's there. Right. <laughs> um, so when Dolly eventually broke up with Roy a while later, he went to the police with the story immediately. Uh, the gun was pulled from the tar pits and Dolly was taken oh, to custody. Oh man, tar pits are not as reliable as you would think they are. <laughs> for getting rid of everything. I mean, change the song. You cannot double down on tar pits. <laughs> we withdraw all the advice previously heard on this podcast. Oh, we've been told. Why would they go in the tar pit and not the garden? Like, how deep <laughs> down in the garden did they go? <laughs> we like a challenge. Um, We're LAPD. <laughs> uh, but then obviously when her neighbour heard about it he dug up the other garden the oh. other garden he dug up the other gun and took it to the cops um, wow. if you're getting people to get rid of evidence <laughs> that's such a dumb way of getting rid of evidence I mean the tar pit tar pit the tar pit I respect <laughs> but the neighbour that's just asking for trouble the neighbour that probably called the cops yeah like, oh no she did move she did move I'll take it back. Right. Um, Let's so, get chronology correct. <laughs> with Dolly awaiting trial in jail, uh, she's still got Otto upstairs. So she was arrested, couldn't get a message to him. So how do you think she gets a message to him? Bearing in mind that there's, there's one person 
in this story apart from Roy that came in just before Roy. I'm actually slightly lost track of yeah, all the Yeah, she has so many boyfriends. I think it was like the ghost of Fred or something. I was like, from a seance or... I knew ghosts were real. Yeah. It was, I realised asking that question, there's so many things in this. So it was her other boyfriend, Herman S. Shapiro, the lawyer. Right. Um, yes, yeah. because Roy was the lover in that relationship as well as Otto. Oh, um, hats off to Dolly, but what the fuck off. is going on? Who <laughs> <laughs> are these guys? I mean, like... So... <laughs> Imagine if she hadn't come up with the nickname, like none of this would have happened. Like, hi, I'm Wahlberger. Like, none of this would have happened. Ah. Sorry. I don't know. No. I'm Dolly. I'm Wahlberger. Oh, you're so. Oh, wait, I can't get past your name. I think we're giving men too much credit here. (laughs) Yeah, she asked her other boyfriend, Herman S. Shapiro, to buy groceries for Otto and tap on the ceiling of the bedroom closet. To let him know he should so come. So he's out. still locked in there. He's still up there. Uh, she it's also tried to tell upsetting. Shapiro, isn't it? Uh, she also tried to tell Shapiro that Otto was her vagabond half brother. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> She's come back to it. She's come full circle. Uh, and apparently he he got him down. And then as soon as Otto saw Shapiro, he uh, just spilled the whole truth. And Shapiro told him to get lost. And Otto fled to Canada. Wow. Mm. Go so he just did a runner. There um, are a shitload of addicts there. <laughs> <laughs> and woods. Yeah. Just addi- addicted to being nice to people in Canada. That's what. <laughs> um, so what do you think became of Shapiro and Dolly's relationship after he found out that she'd kept a man in her attic for a decade? I'm still, I'm still 100% clear on who Shapiro is. How long has he been on the scene? He's the first boyfriend after Fred died. Lawyer boyfriend. A lawyer boyfriend after the husband dies. How, the how rebound. Many... The murder rebound. <laughs> how, how, how long is their relationship? I would say it's probably been a year. A year and he finds out there's fresh a, though. It's still that kind still, of like lusty freshness. They're in the first flush. First flush. <laughs> Does he defend her? Against George? Is he like... I like addicts. <laughs> oh. Or is he like, oh, it's too weird. Don't tell me he moves into the attic. <laughs> like, I can't handle like this. Introducing your boyfriend to your mum too soon. If <laughs> so you've is. introduced it too soon to your vagabond lover slash brother. <laughs> um, so he found out that she'd kept a man in the attic for a decade and he got Dolly released on bail and moved in with her. Oh, it's so romantic, right? I believe it into the sort of main part of the house. In the main part of the house, wow, she was progress. Everyone's everyone's (laughs) on the same floor. You know, she just had lots of emotional issues with lots of boundary issues. And then she was like, I have to keep everyone on different floors because of my emotional boundaries. And now I just feel confident enough that we can all sleep on the same floor. I swear we could pen a series just based on Dolly with her therapist. It's just like none of the outside stuff, but just like, Dolly telling it. So you have commitment issues. You got to work on bringing somebody down to your floor, Dolly. Somebody down to your floor. It's the 1920s, so the therapist would have just said, well, you have penis envy. (laughs) Job done. I don't suppose you have a vagabond brother we could bring into the sessions. Uh, So back at court, neither weapon could be tied to Dolly because the guns had corroded. So there was oh, the, the from the tar and I the soil. Tar, was tar a back preservative. On. Jurassic oh Park is a joke. How do you preserve a gun? We're not going to make dinosaurs out of mosquitoes if this carries on. 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe I mean I don't think she knew this, but maybe she was quite clever. It was it was corrosive, and there was no fingerprints. Um, ah, so team Shapi- Dolly, team Dolly. Yeah, Shapiro and Dolly lived very happily um, until seven years later, when Uh-oh. things became pretty bad between them. Uh, <gasps> so Shapiro moved out. <laughs> Tulth place. <laughs> no. Oh, all of these women dobbing her in. I mean, all of these men. Sorry, dobbing her in. Um, and told the police that Dolly had given him the diamond watch that was supposedly <gasps> stolen in the robbery. Uh oh. That is such a betrayal, isn't it? She murdered that man in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so warrants were again issued for Dolly's arrest, and this time Otto as well. So Otto was brought to trial. From Canada. Brought from Canada oh. and accused of murder. Um, and in his no! defense. He's, he's been getting on with his life writing. Damn right he has. <laughs> For any books that we find out that he's written that we don't know, but find out someone, someone online. Um, and he stated that Dolly had enslaved him. That was his. Oh, no, he was coerced to say that. He was happy with the situation. I feel a little bit like his lawyer was probably like, say she enslaved you. And then. Yes, right? You know, yeah. Um, do you think codependency, he was... I think. Yeah, yes. at the very least. Codependency. <laughs> um, so do you think he was found guilty? Who? Otto? Mm. I think he was. I'm, I think he well, was. Okay, like, all of the way the crimes seem to go in all of these cases is like posh people get away with it and men get away with it. But now we have a conundrum because Otto is poor but a man. So mm. either the class system sends him down for being poor and he's a good scapegoat or he is a man and therefore an authority worth believing and therefore she goes down and I cannot work out whether it's more sexist or more classist. Ooh, mm. Taylor? It's got serious now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> well, this is the, the interesting thing that I find, like, looking through all of these cases we had, the most fascinating thing to me is the statute of limitations. Ooh. That is the that like well, this makes lawyerly stuff's coming now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just the beginner. Oh, it makes me want to be like uh, just a criminal that can keep its mouth shut because the statute. Well, they found him guilty of manslaughter. Oh, but the statute of limitations had run out, Ooh. so Otto was a free man. Wow. Was that the Milwaukee one or the Canada one? How do you mean? Like the statute of limitations. Oh, good question. I guess it was the LA one because okay. uh, he died oh, in LA. He was in LA. Okay. Yeah, um, so the trial became known as the Batman case. Why did yeah. they call it the Batman case? Because Otto had been kept in a secluded cave-like attic. Wow! <laughs> and he had a little—he had a guy with him called Robin. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and a phone, <laughs> a special phone. So Dolly then went to trial on a conspiracy charge. Ooh. Do you think she was found oh, guilty? So this goes back to your question, doesn't it? Yes. Like, is she posh enough to get away with it? Does Dolly go down? She sounds hot enough to get away with it. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want to prosecute hot people. Hot We've learned Nally. that. I'm going to go. They both got off because I, I want them both to get off weirdly. Is that weird? I no, I think that's. Yeah. I think that makes after sense. After all this, after all this, <laughs> I feel like we've been through a lot with them, and I just yeah. you know, it happens a lot here, Louise. Yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah, it's like you don't want anyone in The Walking Dead to die, and you don't want these guys to die. 
she walked free <gasps> after a hung jury. She so, didn't kill anyone, did she? I mean, she just, no, it's just she conspiracy. She just enslaved them. <laughs> in <that. laughs> so, just innocent enslavement. Just a little, little itty bit of enslavement. <laughs> Tiny microcrime. Microcrime. Hashtag microaggressive crime thing. <laughs> and the entire case was dropped in 1936. So she was completely free by 1936. took a long time. time. Um, so just to round this all off, we're at the end of this story. Um, after all that, Dolly began a relationship with a man named Ray Hendrick. Oh, Dolly. I know. But the, the two dated for 30 years and lived a rather unremarkable life. The couple wow. married on April the 5th, 1961, and she died three days later, aged 80. Oh. Did he Anna? kill her just to make... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Otto would have been probably like about 60-something at that point. So he'd have been all right. Because she died three days after the wedding? Yeah, I feel like maybe they got married because they knew she was going to die. She was 18. And he wanted her money. Or maybe convention killed her. Oh! Another great song name. (laughs) I'm so glad I came. (laughs) We're just really desperate to get onto this new album. We're really excited about it. Just a B-side, just a B-side, Louise, come on. Come on, come on, come on. So, guys, shall we... Stop um, hustling, we... Louise. <laughs> <What>? Sorry. <laughs> Have you um, ever been the victim of a crime? Right now. <laughs> no, <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shall we all say cheers and raise a glass to oh, Dolly, cheers, Otto Dolly, and Fred. Cheers. cheers! Drunk women solving crime. We're into the last section of the podcast, and this is a listener crime. So, uh... The letter goes thus. Dear drunk women, I may or may not have cr- committed a crime I have no memory of when I was Ooh. about five. Confession. <laughs> My dad was cleaning out our goldfish tank, so I filled the sink with water and put the fish, nutcase. <laughs> uh, well, a listener is a nutcase over there. <laughs> the fish is called nutcase. I mean, I think there's a little bit of both. Oh, that's the I best feel like name for a fish. <laughs> this fish has brought this on themselves. <laughs> He's an absolute nutter. Um, in there, whilst uh, he cleaned the tank, he left me in the kitchen with nutcase while he went and dealt with the tank. When he came back, Nutcase was gone. The sink was still full of water. I was apparently maintaining I knew nothing. He searched the bin, the floor, under the surrounding furniture, but Nutcase was never found. Did I kill the fish? What did I do with its body? (laughs) My mother and cat were also in the house at the time. Is one of them responsible? Mother and cat. And cat. Oh, and cat. Different different people, I think. (laughs) Suspects. I mean, I don't know. Um, Or, as I have no memory of this, is it a made-up story to cover my dad's guilt? I hope to God I didn't eat that case. (laughs) Please help Roanne. Eat. Yes. I think her biggest fear is that she just ate him. This is very Fight Club. Who is even real in this story? I'm just stuck on mother and cat. I've seen that on like a tombstone, like beloved mother and cat. (laughs) Oh Oh, dear. So we've got a missing fish. We've got Nutcase who's missing. (laughs) I mean, I sort of like my suspicions immediately falls on the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Although cats don't like water. They like fish. They like fish. How far are you willing to go, kitty? (laughs) Did Nutcase leap out of the sink into the toilet? 
Oh, accidentally, and no one was guilty because they. Oh, I, I, yeah. I've heard that goldfish are kind of unhappy if they're in. The, they don't like the water, and they leap out of it if, if it's like not that oxygenated properly. That is good. So maybe no one was guilty. It just appeared it got flushed accidentally, and that was yes. the end of that case. And no one's to blame. And you can all stop beating yourselves up about <laughs> yes. it. Well, Rowan, that There's would be a- the perfect end to your story. But unfortunately, it was in the kitchen. So unless you oh. shut the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, I, mean, I don't know how you do things where you come from, Louise. Well, you know, we have we have our ways. Don't shit where you eat, is what I'm saying. I um, was so on board with that as an explanation. It would have been perfect, wouldn't it? Because a goldfish down the toilet, that seems like a kind of thing that happens. Often when they're dead, not when they're just being cleaned out. And also out. if the goldfish even asked for it, you know, it like jumped in like, oh, I don't like the sink, I'm so stroppy. Oh, look, now I'm in the toilet, goodbye. Yeah, but if you're you alive, know, that's a new life. The darkest gaslighting version of this story Uh-oh. of course Ooh. go on taylor give is it that us. dad was sick of paying for fish food dad oh. flushed oh. it's so pricey <laughs> it's like what is it a quid yeah it's a quid a month isn't it? tired of how nutcase was stealing his thunder and dad flushed the fish and then like gaslit Poor little five-year-old, like, where's the fish? That is <laughs> hey, Taylor, you're oh, right. That is dark. Where's the that fish? Is it is dark. Sometimes I think I should veer into horror. <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so if she did eat it, yeah, she'll feel better about that now. She'll yes. be like, I hope I did eat it. Yes. That sounds better. Also, if you did eat it, you were five years old. You cannot be tried as an adult, and you are in the clear. Well, cheers to that! Cheers! 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 (laughs) And just before we go, Louise, tell us about your new album and all the amazing things. My album is as nothing after Otto and Fred and the Goldfish. (laughs) I mean, what music? I mean, who cares? Really? (laughs) In the face of all of that. (laughs) What relevance? I'm rethinking my entire entire existence. It's just. We've written an album. It's out next year. It's going to be great. Make sure you... Does the album have a name? It doesn't yet. I might Ooh. come to you later and ask you for your suggestion. <gasps> name? Oh, oh, it's the drunk women name asleep. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you call it? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> what date is your album don't coming tempt out? Don't tempt me. Um, it's going to come out in March, I think. Okay, March two thousand nineteen. Yes, March nineteen, right? Nineteen, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and Louise, you have some live dates coming yeah, up as well. Yeah, we're playing in November. I'm playing now. <laughs> <laughs> so what is happening now? <laughs> I'm on stage somewhere. <laughs> the uh, Trapped in the Attic tour is coming up. Oh, brilliant! Look um, us up, come. <laughs> Do look up Sleeper, check them out, they're amazing. Uh, well, again, thank you, you so much. If you haven't heard of Sleeper, what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.